Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. ever but a lot of what he did was in the 2010s yeah fair enough fair enough uh, Harry uh, 25th I've got Petr Cech spoken about that I've got Cashley Cole there we go it makes the top 25 um, Jack 24 Stephen Gerrard oh that is brave. That I'll, is I'll brave. Now, I'm not his biggest fan by a long way. Okay. But to be fair to him, the noughties was by far his best period. I don't think he's one of the 25 best players on this list in his career, but in the noughties, he's 24 for me. Yeah, I suppose I. Yeah, okay. For we'll every on. for every big moment that he had, he also had 
uh, a mistake to, to level it out. We'll, we'll get on to it. We'll get on to it. We'll get on to it. Don't worry. Uh, Harry, 24th. I've gone for the other half of the uh, equation of the problem and I've put Lampard here. You're wrong. You're just wrong, mate. All right. That's <laughs> all I can say. You're just wrong. And I'll tell you why in a minute. We'll get yeah, on to it. Wasn't one of mine, I'm afraid. No, we'll get on to it. Current ever man, uh, new Everton manager, should I say. Uh, I'll put Raquel May here, who we've spoken about. Uh, 23rd. 23rd. This is where I put Shevchenko. Okay, we've spoken about him. Harry? This is where I'll put the man known as Letan. Um, again, I just feel like 2010s was his, was his, uh, his time to shine. Maybe, maybe. Okay, yeah, we'll come on to that as well. <laughs> um, this is where I put Van Nistelrooy, who we've spoken about. Uh, so, 20 seconds, Jack. 20, 20, yeah, 20 seconds. Uh, Paul Scholes. So, I saw your tweet about Paul Scholes or Zidane, who's better than the <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't know where you put that one out. I can only guess where <laughs> where you put him, but yeah, I just I I actually do rate Paul Scars quite a bit higher than Gerard as well. Um but I don't know. He is better than Sedan though in the noughties. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm looking like... at that a little bit and thinking, oh I thought have I put him I might have put him too low, but I don't know. Yeah. It, I I feel like I saw him on the bench a fair bit. I might be wrong, but in the in the twenty tens, maybe that's where I'm getting confused. Then maybe maybe post two thousand eight. Fair enough. Okay, we'll get we'll get on to scores and this is a Zidane debate and why I'm right. Um, <laughs> we'll go, <laughs> uh, Harry, twenty second. I've also got uh, Paul Scholes. Fuck off! What? <laughs> planet am I on? What is this? He bites his daughter's toenails, mate. It can't be any other. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's in the 2020s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Naughty's, mate. Naughty's. <laughs> nah, I just, it's just trying to, you know, get, when he gets up to the 20s, it's, it gets hard, doesn't it? And he just sort of, he was in my top 20 and he just sort of started falling further and further down and this is where he landed. Okay, okay. I'll explain again why you're wrong in a minute. Um, I've got Gigi Buffon here. Um, again, probably my favourite goalkeeper of all time. Still playing, age 44. And thus far, has 949 club appearances. 176 caps for Italy. That's unheard of, isn't it? Um, 10 Serie A titles. A Serie B title. Stayed with Juventus when they got relegated in the scandal. Came back up with them. Uh, World Cup in the 06, 12 times goalkeeper of the year. That's more years than there are in the noughties. And uh, six Cupper Italians as well. I just think the 20 odd players below him are just that little bit better. Arguably, could have got the Ballon d'Or instead of Cannavaro in 06. Oh, yeah, 100%. They're Maybe. in the same team, weren't they, as well? But for you, Juve and, and Italy as well. But, yeah. I think he's got to be the best goalkeeper on this list. Yeah, I think I've, that's he's definitely the best goalkeeper on, on the list. Um, 21. Pains me to say it, but Patrick Vieira. Fair enough. 
I've got him as the best Premier League centre midfielder. But again, 90s, he did quite a decent amount. He won the World Cup in the 90s and yeah, won a double with us. And yeah, so 21. Fair enough. Fair enough. And Harry? This is a man that I think you've both said already, but I would have liked to put him higher if I could have, and it's Roberto Carlos. Fair enough. Yeah, we've both, both called him up. And I've put Carlos Puyol 21st. Seems, seems about right, I think. And so we're into the top 20. Jack, 20th. Samuel Etu. Yeah, not... Um, yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that positioning. So, uh, yeah, he's in the ballpark with 371 career goals. Uh, what he did do in the early noughties is win the Cup of Del Rey with Mallorca um, and again with Barca, uh, three La Liga titles, three Champions League titles, one of which with Inter Milan, Serie A title with Inter Milan as well, and uh, two Cup of Italias. Also won uh, Africa Cup of Nations twice with Cameroon back to back. Yeah. 21, 22 or something. Then. Yeah, in the early noughties. Actually started his career with Real Madrid as well. Um, yeah, I think he's a bit... In the in the sands of time, when you look back at that period, he was winning things from the early noughties, Cup of Del Rey, Mallorca, AFCON twice, all the way up to the end of the noughties, Champions League, mm. Inter Milan. He, pound for pound, is definitely up there with Ashley Cole in terms of per minutes per trophy ratio is pretty fucking good. Um, which is why I've, I've got him a little bit lower down. Um, but yeah, fair enough. Can't really argue with you there. Uh, Harry? Uh, is there but the icon you were just talking about, Mr. Buffon? Okay, fair enough. We're all relatively on similar terms. Uh, this is where I've got David Beckham. Uh, we've spoken about already. Ballon d'Or runner-up, 719 appearances. Just... Again, we said at the start of the program about having that, having that panache, having that niche, and his niche was his free kicks, his right foot. Um, Jack, nineteen. Uh, I've got Buffon, so I think he'd be higher if he wasn't a goalie. To be fair. Yeah, fair enough. Gone yeah. through his achievements, Harry. Uh, nineteen is where I put uh, Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I've got Louis Figo. Um, 792 club appearances 137 goals I would have thought he scored a, he would have scored a few more for that length of time and that many appearances um, 127 appearances for Portugal so that's no mean feat uh, four La Liga titles Champions League four Serie A titles and uh, a couple of Italia with Inter and obviously won the Ballon d'Or in 2000 as well, well I think he's um Obviously, he's more famous for being a Galactico and that transfer of Barcelona. But he did actually win a lot with Inter Milan. And I think that that, that goes a little bit forgotten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's. I, I think his, his goal return wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be when I was doing the research. Um, so that's why he's 19th. Fair enough. Uh, 18th, Jack. Andrea Perla. Oh, fucking hell. A player that I've come to appreciate more over the years. So I've put him in 18. 
Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. We'll speak about we'll speak about Paolo later because I've he's he's <laughs> he's uh, he's doing well in wireless. Um, fair enough. Uh, Harry, eighteenth. Uh, Samuel Eto'o. Samuel Eto'o. Snap. That's why I've got Samuel Eto'o as well. Fair enough. So, Jack, we're on to your 17th. Kaka. I think there's... Uh, I, I do like Kaka, but I think there's a bit of a... I don't know. He's got a very enhanced reputation. Yeah, I think it, it was a good heart. It was a good first half of his career. I mean, it, it wasn't prolonged... Um, and he's got that World Cup but he barely played in in that World Cup and that kind of gets added to his his honours and stuff yeah maybe maybe we'll get on to Kaka a bit in a minute Um, fair enough Harry Uh, this is where I put Didier Drogba well you see you rated him highly yeah Drogba was one of those players that I always hated to see in a lineup against me because, uh, well, not me, against Portsmouth. Because he'd always <laughs> um, but it was always one of those players that was like, I would love to have, you know, uh, yeah. in my five. You had Canu there. Sorry? You had Canu. You didn't yeah, need I mean, Drogba. Yeah, he was our Drogba. And then we got to the FA Cup final against Chelsea and Drogba scored the free kick and Carney did nothing, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did win up in the FA Cup two years before that, but <laughs> drug will also cost us one. Swings around a lot. Fair enough. Um, this is where I put Cafu, 17th. That's where we spoke about. Uh, so we're in 16th, and then we do the top 15. 16th, Frank Lampard. <sighs> Okay, I've got him in 15th, so we'll give it a minute and then we'll have a bit more of a discussion about it. Harry, 16th? Uh, Van Story. Okay, yeah, we've spoken about him as well. Um, I've got Xavi here. Um, Actually, saying that, I'm not, I'm not massively against that. I've got him a lot higher, but I can see the reasoning. Yeah, so let's go, go over the stats a little bit. Um he is one of the goats in that midfield, particularly of that iconic Barca team. But 945 appearances with 113 goals. Um, so, yeah, he's got the longevity. 133 appearances with Spain. So, again, longevity there. He's pretty much won everything. Eight La Liga titles. Um, three Copa del Reyes, four Champions Leagues, a World Cup and two Euros. You could very... Yeah... You could argue him. He could have been in the top 10 quite easily, but I've, I've just, I quite simply just prefer the other players, I think. Um, but yeah, Harry? Oh no, sorry. Uh, have you done your 16th? We haven't, we? Yeah. You didn't drop a... Fair enough then. Right then, so it's time to go in the top 15 now. Um, so in the top 15, we want a bit more discussion and a bit more debate Yeah. Um, about who's where. So we want some reasoning. And then uh, we'll get into our top five in a few minutes' time, and that'll be a universal top five once we've uh, um, delivered our uh, top 15. So, Jack, we'd like to kick us off with your 15th, the 15th best player of the noughties. I've got Michael Ballack. Christ. That, that Germany side in 02 was awful. Him and Oliver Kahn carried them to the World Cup final. I think he missed 
the World Cup final through suspension as well. So who knew, who knows what would have happened if he played in that. Um, he obviously was unfairly probably branded a little bit of a, a loser. He got a lot of runners-up medals and stuff. But when he was at Bayern, he won a couple of league titles there. And you ask any Chelsea fan and they say that if he had been in the Premier League maybe five, ten years earlier, he would have been putting them um, Gerard Lampard skulls to base. Yeah. So I just think I think I, I said it earlier, didn't I? I feel like all of Balak's work was in the northeast. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have him anywhere near the top fifteen best players on this list. But if we're speaking purely northeast, it's he's really got the advantage of pretty much everything he's done is in that period. I think it's a, I think it's a great shout. He's, he's someone I wish I'd sort of had a bit higher when I was going back through it. If you remember, he was 50th on my, uh, <laughs> on my oh, yeah. Oh, he was 50th, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael. Um, Harry, 15th. I've gone for uh, Kaka at 15. Um, mainly because even though I didn't watch a lot of Italian football battles for highlights I was seeing was mainly him when I was, you know, at school for time. And uh, even though he didn't quite live up to the promise at Madrid, uh, as you're going to start to realise, I was, I loved watching Real Madrid and uh, I still really enjoyed uh, for a few years. He was there uh, during this, this decade and whatnot. Yeah, so he won the Ballon d'Or in 2007 before the dominance of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Uh, 208 career goals, um, which I guess isn't too bad for an attacking midfielder. Um, only won the one Serie A with AC Milan. I thought that would be a lot higher, to be fair. Won a Champions League, a La Liga, Copa del Rey, and uh, the World Cup, as we kind of alluded to earlier. I think for Kaka, why he's so a little bit higher up on my list is I've never seen a player quite like him when he was wearing that number 22 at AC Milan. His mm. assurgency, if that's a word, running with the ball, taking on players. He, whenever AC Milan played Man United in that period, he always yeah, scored, particularly 06, 07. He always scored. He dominated. He made the world's best defenders. That Fergie team looked stupid. Look stupid at Old Trafford. I've never seen anything like it. Just ran us rabid um, by himself, orchestrated by himself. And if you could do that to a prime Ferguson Manchester United team, your, your, your names in the history books forever, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's unfortunate he didn't kind of kick things off from Madrid, but he had a prolonged career with Brazil. He'd always appear out for them into the 2010s as well. Kaka's probably scored the best goal that I've ever seen live. Which one was that? Brazil versus Argentina at the Emirates when, when Brazil's home ground used to be the Emirates. And they used to play there every every time so I got to see a fair few of those games and yeah he ran from his own half past all the Argentina players and then just slotted it into the goal nice. yeah I think it's hard to hard to beat a goal where you run from your own half I think so yeah that's a little little nod to him anyway fair enough fair enough indeed um, so 15 for me is Frank Lampard this is why you're wrong 106, 106 England caps with 29 goals. 
915 club appearances for a midfielder with 274 goals. He is the highest goal-scoring midfielder in the Premier League of all time. He is the highest, he is the sixth, sixth, sixth highest scoring midfielder of all time in any league of any of any time period. Three Premier Leagues, four FA Cups, Champions League, and the Europa League. Goals, 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 goals. As much as I didn't want to see him play against me, or not against me, against United. Goals, 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 creativity, all different kinds of goals. Should have done better for England. 15th. No, I, I get it. I just, 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 for me, I just never, I would, in that eternal debate that we used to have in the, you know, back in the day, Gerard just sort of, I don't know, I don't think it's more just maybe a little bit more personality, a bit more like, he seemed to give a bit more. And I know, I know looking at the cold hard facts, Lampard is, you know, a, more consistent. But it, I was trying to think a lot about how I felt about these players at that time. And I think we're going to start seeing that pop up in my, in my next few. And, uh, for me, he just he didn't. I didn't connect with him on the level that maybe I should have when I was uh, watching football during this period. Okay, fair enough. Um, so Jack, fourteenth. Fourteenth for me is Cannavaro. Legend. Yeah, Ballon d'Or winner, last defender to win it. As we said, maybe Buffon could have got that one potentially, but. Captain Dittley to a World Cup, won the, the leagues with Juve, although they got stripped of those. And then he was one of the few Italian players to actually go to a foreign league because they, they don't really, do they? They normally just stay mm. in Italy. Inter, Juve, retire at Brescia, yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, he, he went over there to Real Madrid who hadn't won the league for three or four years that Galacticos period hadn't really worked out like they wanted them to and then yeah he won two back-to-back league titles there and you know he played right until the end of the decade he, he kind of does seem like he he retired in the, in the mid-2000s maybe but no he did play all the way through and always one of the best centre-backs as I've said, I prefer Nesta to him, prefer Maldini to him as well, to be fair, but I still think he's a, a top player. Fair enough. Can't really argue with that, Harry. This is where uh, I'll put uh, Ashley Cole, and I know I'm never going to convince Jack, but uh, <laughs> just the reason he's so high for me, and I think you touched upon it earlier, Oli, you saying that at the time, possibly the best left-back in the world. He was English, but you know, there weren't too many uh, players you could say possibly the best in their position who were English at the time. And yeah. he was just one of those players that you just, you knew was always going to be on the team sheet, whether it was for Arsenal, Chelsea or, or England, really. And always put in a performance. And I just felt I had to, had to rank him highly because of that. Fair enough, can't really argue. He actually did play well for England. But a lot of those golden generation didn't yeah. play anywhere near as well for the country, but... Yeah, he actually did. Yeah, that's a good point. He had Ronaldo in his pocket a few times. You know, even though it's disgusting that he uh, would leave 
purely for money, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think we, we're partly to blame for that anyway. <laughs> I've got an, I've definitely gotten less bitter about it over the years. Fair enough, good man. Um, this is where I've got David Villa. Um, for me, when I used to watch a lot of La Liga, probably the most consistent and clinical striker of all time. He was fast, he was quick, and uh, could just just whip it. You could just find the corners of the net. Um, 381 goals, not to be sniffed at, in 765 appearances. Copa del Rey with Zaragoza in the early noughties. Um, with that Zaragoza side that featured Pablo Aymar as well. Uh, Valencia, Barcelona, three La Liga titles, went on to Atletico Madrid as well a little bit later on. Won the Champions League, World Cup, and the Euros. It's got a fucking cool, got a fucking cool name. Yeah. Um, probably doing a lot of the heavy lifting there, but uh, yeah, I love the man. Good looking chap as well. If you include 2010, which I haven't, I would have him a lot. So the last season of the decade was 09-10, which would yeah. feature the World Cup because that would have been that summer. So, I yeah, I didn't because I, I literally stopped at 09. So if, if you're including that, I could definitely see why. Where yeah. was he for me? He was. Yeah, he was quite low down, like, but I, I really did completely cut off 2010. But I can, he was amazing in 2010. Like, we, without him, I know Cassias was superb as well, but he was getting them goals. They kept winning 1 0, didn't they? And yeah. He was scoring those goals. So, yeah, if, if you count that, I think he's got to be a lot higher. Fair enough. Thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, 13th, 13th, Jack. 13th is Clarence Seydorf. Well, we, we had very differing opinions. Yeah, I just think, again, another really underrated player that could do everything. And I, I certainly remember watching that great Milan side at the time and always preferred him to any of the other players, including Kaka. Um, I know Kaka probably got a little bit more of those plaudits, but you know, just Sadoff never did anything wrong. But it was, you know, probably an eight out of ten at, at everything, really. And he won, yeah, he won a lot of cups at Milan. I think he, he won a little bit of stuff at Inter as well. And he had a couple of tournaments for the Dutch, particularly Euro 2000. And he yeah, it's probably a little bit of bias in there. Yeah, it's it's hard it's hard not to disagree with you. He's one of my favourite players to play with in the early days on FIFA as well. Just uh, iconic, iconic. Uh, Harry, thirteenth. Yeah, this is where I'm really different with people because uh, this is where I've got uh, Rivaldo. Um, again, it's just that that iconic sort of Brazil early noughties side. He's just sort of synonymous with, and I sort of disagree that. Uh, I think in some ways the clutch in his face uh, why the ball hit him uh, in the stomach or whatever, in the leg or whatever it was. Uh, I saw, I feel like that's become such an iconic moment. Almost, you remember who he is because of it. I think that sort of feeds into the legend, you know. And uh, maybe that's not the greatest reasons, but 
he's always going to be like, uh, you know, I could be a seen old man and that's the name I'm going to remember because of that, you know? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's pick up the pace a little bit. I've gone for uh, Paolo Maldini. Again, done a lot of his work in the 90s as well. Um, but you, you can't overlook what he's done in the noughties. 902 career uh, club, club appearances, seven Serie A titles, five Champions Leagues, which is just nuts. Admittedly, two of them were in the noughties. Um, one cup for Italia. Um, unfortunately, he wasn't in the World Cup squad of 06, but he's been third place in the Ballon d'Or twice. Um, which is pretty, as we said about Cannavaro, he's only defended to win it. Uh, most recently, it's, it's pretty, uh, I think it was pretty much overlooked. Um, so yeah, 13 for me. Uh, Jack, 12. 12 for me is Javier Zanetti. Scored him highly. Yeah, I think he's another one where right through from the start of the decade to the end of the decade, you could say that he was one of the top four or five in his position. He's a captain for most of that time as well. And while he didn't win anything with Argentina, he got to a fair few finals with them as well. Um, if, if you want to throw in the 20, uh, 2009-10 season, then that was kind of his crowning moment. Absolutely. He, so, could have reti- he could have retired after that and still yeah. be a legend. Yeah, so I, I really like him as a player and I think he, he sort of paved the way for what then Philip Lahm did and Kimmich is doing now with going from right back to, to DM. I can't remember anyone doing that before him. No, I guess I guess not. Um, no, summed up pretty well. Um, Harry, who've you got? Twelve. Yeah, I've put Javi uh, here. Um, obviously, quality player for, uh, had a wonderful uh, decade, really, uh, in a wonderful side. And I felt like a lot of time he was the sort of linchpin. And uh, I don't want to say underrated because he's obviously not underrated, but people sometimes, you know, pick up the other names of that team and. It's not a name you, you often hear. And I just feel like he was one of the better players uh, of the decade. Uh, it's just a shame. I, I would have tried to fit him in elsewhere, but like I'm, I'm, some of my reasons are going to get a bit questionable later, but uh, we'll get to that when we get to it. No worries. No worries indeed. Um, so 12th, I've got Stephen Gerrard. Um, just the ultimate leader's leader. And I think he made what was a very average Liverpool side. Great at times. It's, it's really unfortunate he never won a league title. Um, but again, again, what I look for in a player and what makes me love football is those little things that are trademarks, whether it's scoring goal from range or as Gerard often done with scoring finals from outside the box or charging, surging forwards. He was the English cacker in a way. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't really say too much more, but everyone else doesn't know about him. So, yep, 12 for me. Um, so before we get into the top 10, Jack, who's number 11? Just missing out on the 10 is Luis Figo. I think that's probably about, I think, uh, yeah, I, I didn't really, a few of my players mixed about over the time, but he was always in and around that 10. 
really liked him growing up. Um, and yeah, when he moved to Inter, as you said earlier, a lot of people probably discount that, but he was still an important part of that side as well. I think he probably should have achieved a little bit more on the, the international stage. I, I really think that Portugal side with Rui Costa and Figo and stuff was much, much better than the one that won the Euros in 2016. Um, so yeah, had a great side there. But yeah, Absolutely. Brilliant player. Yeah, can't argue with that at all, really. Uh, Harry, 11. Yeah, missing, just missing out on top 10 for me is uh, Francesco Totti. And uh, a lot of that comes down to him being, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of reason I love him is that he's a one-club man and um, was a great goal scorer. And could do it, you know, a lot of time for Italy as well. Um, it's just a shame that because he was such a loyal man, we didn't get to see him maybe... Uh, appear other places but he's one of those players that I knew that he was one club man and, and that's why I loved him but it made me every time I've played FIFA or football manager I had to sign him <laughs> just to get him away just to 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 that's before now on FIFA you get like a little badge for being a one club man, don't you? It makes it hard to yeah, buy. But back then you could just, uh, you know, just pinch anyone. Fair enough, fair enough indeed. Um, so I've got we've explained a lot about Kaka already, but Kaka just missed out uh, on my top ten as well. So now we move into the top ten greatest footballers of the Northeast for us all. Um, so what we're going to do now is briefly go over the next five. And then when we do the when we do our final five, you just you list off your final five, and then we have a bit of a debate about that. All right. Um, so, Jack, number ten. I've got with Maldini at ten. Possibly, actually, the best player on this whole list, or certainly the one that might be the first name on the team sheet in terms of you know greatest eleven because you could play him in two positions, but. 90s even 80s he did a lot of stuff so, yeah fair enough we've yeah. explained a fair amount about him already um, yeah definitely definitely top 10 contender technically um, Harry yeah I know some people aren't going to be happy but I've, I've, uh, I've ranked Dave Beckham all the way up at number 10 um, basically because to me he is the noughties right like as a kid like he was the player to watch and uh, as I've been completely exposed during this list but I my knowledge of Serie A is terrible. My knowledge of anything outside of England probably would be terrible if Beckham didn't make that move to Madrid. <laughs> and without Beckham doing that, I don't know if I'd ever have watched like any other league. And for that alone, like I owe a lot to that. And yeah, that's why he's sort of rounding out my top 10. Yeah, fair enough. Well, well explained. And, you know, hard to argue with that to an extent. Um, no, 10 for me is uh, Iniesta. Um, I don't think there's been a midfielder quite like him. He just does the simple things beautifully well. And um, yeah, 829 club appearances, 131 caps for Spain, nine La Liga titles, six Cup of the Rays, four Champions Leagues, a World Cup and two Euros. And he pretty much ran the show in all of those. Um, was, was the creative... You know, he's the kind of player Man United need now. I suppose any team would want, but um, in particular, he's the one who starts the creative pattern. Um, 
and that goes very, very overlooked. Still playing now, of course, as well. Uh, yeah, 10. Number nine, Jack. I've gone Iniesta at nine. Yeah, I think it's, it's a weird one because it's, it's sort of half in the noughties and then half in the 2010s. Yeah. So it's just the wrong, the wrong overlap, I think. Otherwise, it would have been higher up. Yeah, fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, fair play. And Harry, number one. Uh, uh, so, if Beckham took me to Spain, this man kept me for a while. It's Luis Figo. Uh, absolutely fell in love with this man. I just, uh, what a wonderful player. Like, I don't know what I can say if it's not been said about a bunch of times. And uh, yeah, okay, like maybe, uh, you know, we spoke about him a bit. So I don't want to go on too much. But yeah, he's just one of those. It's an iconic little wave of fingers as well. Things like that. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, f- fair enough, fair enough. Uh, my number nine is uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, not only one of the coolest names in football. Arguably, I do see a point. Done a lot of his work in the 2010s, but I think it's important Like in the early noughties, part of that uh, Malmo side that won the league in Sweden and then moved to Ajax and uh, done the business there as well. Some of the goals he scored and some of the goals he still scores and some of those goals he scored in the, even in the last 10 years. Mm. No one else c- can score the kind of goals he scores, whether it's over a kicks from 40 yards out, it's back heels or lifting his leg above his ears. Um, just sublime, sublime, sublime. And he does it with this kind of Eric Cantona arrogance, which I kind of like. He's a character. And that's what football yeah. needs. It needs characters to fall in love with to make the game less plastic and less tactical, which it seems to be in 2022 as we speak right now. If I were to ask you how many goals he scores, bear in mind, Drogba's got 279. You know, uh, David Villa's got 381. How many goals do you think Ibrahim Rich has? Top of your head. 700. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. No, you've made it underwhelming for me now. Okay, is it? No, I, I thought I've read that. He scored 700 goals. Was it Ronaldo? Yeah. Yeah, all right. 500. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Jack. Yeah. Um, five, yeah, 510 goals in uh, 854 appearances thus far. He's still going, of course. And 120 caps for Sweden. So you think about that, Drogba, 279. Zlatan, 510. Yeah. Drop no. retired in 2018. 510. Now, let's, let's forget Messi and Ronaldo because that's just freakish what they're doing. And they've done it in largely the same teams. Zlatan's moved from Ajax into Juventus, Barca, PSG, uh, Man United, and um, AC Milan. How many of those were in the noughties, though? About 510. Because there's probably about... 300 in the 2010s at least yeah with Pete because PSG he was getting what 40 goals a year for five years that's why he's ninth yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright I was speaking Um number eight then please Jack eight I've gone with Raul oh I misjudged that no yeah just it's, that's a difficult one as well I think to to rank um, but I've yeah he is probably it would have done him a favour if it was like 97 to 2007 something like that then he'd probably be in the top five but yeah 
one of the one of the few players in that Galacticos that was actually like really consistent over the years because a few of them had spells where they, they didn't really do it as much. Yeah, absolutely. Can't really argue with there. I, I missed that one massively. Um, Harry, number eight. Eight, I've gone with uh, Wayne Rooney. Um, just, you know, great goal scorer for England. Uh, great goal, goal scorer for uh, Man United. Uh, sort of, you know, came to prominence uh, as a young lad in, in the noughties. Uh, so, it just sort of it's always there, really, for me. Fair enough. We'll speak a bit about him a bit later on. Um, I've gone for Totty. This is uh, where I've put Totty. One club man, just an absolute legend. With he was, He's a god, isn't he? Just the grace he played the game with, the professionalism. 307 goals as well. And he wasn't always an out-and-out striker, so that's quite impressive. 786 appearances for Roma. Only the one Serie A title. Uh, two Cup of Italias, obviously, was part of that World Cup winning squad in 06 as well. Um, yeah, just just a legend. Absolute legend. Number seven, please, Jane. Yeah, this is very tough to, to split my next two. Uh, but I've gone with Rooney at seven. Okay, okay, well, come on. Go on then. I mean, what Harry says about Beckham being the noise, that's kind of what I feel about Wayne Rooney, really. But the lack of, the lack of international success has taken him out of my top five and put him down at seven. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Harry, seventh. Yeah, so a bit, bit of a surprise, I suppose, considering he's been nowhere near your guys' top... 10, maybe not even your guys' top 20. I've put in a Fiera here. Uh, I just can't have enough respect for the man. I think he's an absolute incredible player. And as I've, I've, again, I've probably mentioned this like hundreds of times already on this podcast. I still feel like Fiera leaving Arsenal was, was the turning point for Arsenal. And um, I just, yeah, he was just one of those players that I always wanted to watch and always wanted playing you know well attempting to play at centre mid when I was uh, uh, playing level side as a child or whatever he was the guy I uh, sort of looked at and you know that's why he lands where he does for me Very nice can't argue with that Um, this is where I've got Zidane number seven Um, you'll notice have you not said Paul Scholes yet? no Oh. Well, I tell you what, I'll do, I'll, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do my spiel now. So I've got um, Zidane in seventh. I've got Skulls in sixth. Now I think the sto- if he were to go to someone in the street who knows a bit about football and he asked in the noughties who is a better player, I think most people would say Zidane. And as our poll suggested, most people did say Zidane. Sixty-five percent, I think it was. I didn't vote on that because I wanted to wait until this. Okay, well now, now you could have to cast and vote then, Jack. Once you hear my little spiel. Uh, so, Zidane, six hundred ninety-five appearances, one hundred twenty-five goals. Good for a midfielder. One hundred eight caps for France. Only two Serie A titles. I thought you would have thought it'd be a, uh, two. Oh, two Serie A titles in the nineties. Sorry, how many La Liga titles did he win? In the noughties? One. Champions Leagues? One. 
uh, got to the World Cup final, of course, and always won it in 98 Euros in 2000. Yeah, arguably one of the best. Obviously, just him and his ability, technically, skill, flair, dominance, arguably one of the best midfielders in all time. Apart from a little ginger kid from Berry <laughs> with asthma, was told he was never going to be a great footballer, called Paul Skulls. So he's played, they've got roughly around the same caps appearance for club level-wise, 719, so Skulls edges that. He has more goals, 155 goals. A lot of them from outside the box. 11 Premier League titles. Not one. How many of them in the noughties? Uh, Still five, a lot. Five. five <laughs> yes. Yeah, five. Three FA Cups, Champions League in noughties, and of course, Champions League in 99. And scored some of the most batshit, crazy, audacious, important goals. In particular, he single-handedly essentially won the Champions League for United in 08. Uh, you know, it was two goalless draws against the, arguably the best Barcelona side of all time and so he pinged one in from 30 yards out. Um, so if we match them both up, Skulls has played more, scored more goals, won more, and then you go to the referrals. You see, you, How many times do you see online Xavi says his favourite player to watch was Skulls? Iniesta says it was Skulls. Zlatan says Skulls is the best player I've ever played against. Totti said and it. Ronaldo quite. said it. No, these, these aren't my quotes. Honestly, look it up. Rivaldo okay. said it. R9 said it. Messi said at La Masia, they used to show pictures of Skulls, you know, pinging in balls. Now, don't get me wrong, because I know this is controversial, but I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spearhead this new debate. With the information I've just presented to you, Skulls, albeit only just, is better than Zidane in the noughties. The thing with Zidane, right, and he's one of the only people that can do this, I've, I've said I've based it on longevity as possibly my main thing, which he can't really have because he retired in 06 but in 2000 he had one of the best like tournaments international tournaments that this we've had since maybe since Maradona in 86 and yeah he's he's the man for the big moment isn't he he's he's one of the few where I'd probably have to take the longevity bit and, and look at some other stuff like the, the Champions League final winning goal arguably the greatest individual performance of the century against Brazil remember that one where in in 06 in the World Cup where he yeah. just yeah I'd, I've got to be honest I'd, I had him at number one and I dropped him a fair bit down actually because I I kind of take your point and I think I probably have put skulls a bit low because I was putting the I was thinking of him on the bench but that must have been in the 2010s but oh, just Zidane's got that that je ne sais quoi yeah no doubt yeah, I think with, with, skulls has got. with skulls as well he's very um, he's very unassuming isn't he so he, I think that's yeah. the other thing why I like it from skulls is that you don't expect it um, yeah um I'm with Zidane because he is iconic with the bold head and you know the number five, and he is just always wearing that Galactico 2004 kit or whatever. Like 
is um, ingrained in your memory. As with Skulls, you've done the simple things right. And he's got the referrals from every single great player that's ever played. Um, you know, he's, he's in the Pele one, well, I suppose Zidane is as well, to be fair. But yeah. I think as well, being uh, fans of other teams in England, you don't necessarily look at other English like teams, players, and uh, idolise them sort of thing growing up, where uh, because, you know, you feel a little bit like, oh, train your team don't you right but where you can look at it as a Dan playing at Madrid and be like oh he's fucking incredible because you don't feel you know you, you, it's got that bit of uh, mystique to it as well and you don't have to feel like does that mean I support United do you know what I mean you can get away with being like oh yeah quality so maybe yeah maybe you have, you're onto something there maybe but for me I don't know Zidane just still maybe it's just that he pops out nostalgia for me do you know what I mean like maybe yeah confirmation bias is what it is alright then so um, Jack very quickly who's your number six uh, number six was Xavi Xavi fair enough you spoke yeah. about him a little bit and Harry yeah, it's where I put uh, Ronaldo R9 R9 himself number six fair enough fair enough uh, so what we'll do now we need to agree on a top five and I think by the sounds of it we got a relatively similar top five um so, Jack, just list off very quickly your five and give us a dramatic one. So, I've got Zidane at five, R9 at four, uh, Totti at three, Ronaldinho at two, Thierry Henry at one. Of course, yeah, it's the Arsenal man. Has got Thierry Henry at one, and Harry, who's in, who made your top five? Okay, so I've got Raul, Raul at five, Perlo at four, Zidane Zidane at three, Ronaldinho at two, and Vavavoom himself, Thierry Henry at one. Fair enough. Um, I've got R nine at five, which I think we've easily made all our top five. I think. Oh, yeah, apart from Harry. Um, Perlo. At four. Wayne Rooney at three. Number two, Henri. And number one, Ronaldinho. So you've all got Henri and Ronaldinho. Yeah. You've got two Perlos, two R9s and two Zidane. I'm surprised about that, to be fair. I I didn't think you guys would necessarily have that, but I'm glad you have got the same top two. Yeah, we've all got the same. Slightly different order. So, why do you have Ronaldinho above Henri? <sighs> we'll come to it. We'll come to it. Um, do we all put we all put Ronaldinho and Henri top two? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that, that makes that argument relatively simple. It's just for me to convince you to uh, drop Henri, which I don't think we're going to do for an Arsenal fan. So, Harry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to go, just go very quickly go over the players I haven't spoken about yet, and then we can kind of come to a combined uh, top five from the players we've got. Um, so number five, R9 Bernardo. Uh, despite massive injury problems, 352 goals in 518 appearances, an average of one and a half goals per game, which is a bloody good ratio. Won the Capital Ray, only one La Liga in the noughties. So that's got to go against him somewhat, unfortunately. UEFA Cup, 
uh, won the league with Corinthians as well. It's two World Cups, of course, as instrumental in winning the 2002 World Cup, two Cup of Americas as well. And of course, it's probably the only player on this list to win the Ballon d'Or twice as well. Um, so that does go in his favour. Um, Andre Perdo, we haven't spoken about. Again, longevity, 756 appearances, 116 caps for Italy, six Serie A titles, um, two Cup of Italias, two Champions Leagues, a World Cup, and three times Serie A footballer of the year. Um, and again, the free kicks, the penalties, the passing that man could do, unfathomable. Uh, Wayne Rooney, I defy any 16 to 18 year old to do or replicate what Wayne Rooney has done in Premier League football, if not in European or world football. 313 goals in 763 appearances may not be the highest goal return ratio, but let's bear in mind 90% of that was done between before the age of 27, um, which can't be said for any other player on this list. 120 apps for England, Man United's highest top goal scorer, England's top goal scorer, five Premier Leagues and FA Cup, Champions League, three League Cups, and Europa League. And he was doing it at 16 against the biggest and best teams. Champions League debut, scored a hat-trick, 16. And his performances for England, if you go back and watch Euro 2004, he was 18. That game against France, he was chipping it over Vieira's head, collecting it the other side, taking it past Lillian Turan. 18. Mad. Anyway, bias there. Thierry Henry, I mean, we spoke about it a lot in our last episode. 123 caps for France, which is a Euros winner, World Cup winner, 366 goals, 813 appearances. So he's definitely in the threshold for top, top, but maybe you might have expected a few more goals, but there we go. Uh, for Arsenal in particular, 20, 226 goals, uh, two Premier Leagues, two FA Cups, one two La Ligas as well. So actually was pretty prolific with Barcelona. Finally, he got his Champions League as well and Capa del Rey and uh, Ballon d'Or runner-up in 2003. And the last player we need to speak about, Ronaldinho. Uh, 266 goals in 699 club appearances. Again, wasn't an out-and-out striker, so that goal return is actually pretty good. 154 caps for Brazil, which is very good. Two La Liga titles, Champions League, Serie A, a Copa Libertadores, um, Serie A in Brazil as well, World Cup, Copa America, and uh, Ballon d'Or and two FIFA World Player of the Year awards as well. So he's kind of up there with Ronaldo for that. Um, so what we do need to do now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is decide for a top five. Now, I think from what we've got and what our top fives we've decided already, Ronaldinho is definitely in there. Yeah. Ronaldo, um, Henri is definitely in there. Yeah, yeah. Who else is joining in the top five? So I'll make an argument for Totti. I think have you only got got him in your five anyway? No, he's he's uh, eight for me. Oh, he's eight. Right, so Perlo is in both of yours, but Totti yes. Totti won the Serie A Footballer of the Year five years out of the decade. Um, he's got the longevity. I know he's not because he played for Roma. He's not necessarily got the titles, but at the start, very start of the decade, Euro 2000, team of the tournament, man of the match in the final, even though they lost the game. And then that season, he won the Serie A with Roma. He got the golden boot, 
midway through the decade. And then he was winning sort of domestic cups with Roma at the end of the decade, still still one of the best, you know, players in, in that league. Then he sort of revolutionised the position in a way with that false nine. He, he was doing it before before Messi. And mm. yeah, I just think when you when you compare Totti to any other midfielder, Italian midfielder slash forward in the noughties, if we kind of look back to the the time, if you if you look back, no one was rating Perlo higher than Toy back then. I don't know. I, 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 I don't remember I, the talk. I, I remember the talk of Perlo a lot more when you know when it got to about 2010, and I know people started to appreciate him more. You know, the later one in his career, he got a bit like Skulls, to be fair. Because yeah, I think I think the same with that. But they are two very different players. So, sort of, I think, yeah, as you said, Totti revolutionised the centre forward role. I think with Perlo, though, he revolutionised teams. He made Catuso look good. Um, mm. In that Milan side, he stayed with Juventus when they went down, brought them back up into a title-winning team. Won the World Cup as well. Again, I suppose, yeah, he did spill over a bit too much into the 2010s. It's the only thing not going for him. But what Perlo could do with a ball, again, I've not seen replicated. Dead balls, he's the deadliest man from dead ball. Corners, free kicks. And I do love Totti a lot. There's a good argument for both. Harry? Again, my uh, my serial knowledge has obviously been exposed. and uh, But... Perlo is one of those players that, you know, it's just sort of untouchable, isn't he? But you'll make you make a very good case and you're making a case for like a essentially what is the ultimate cult hero, the two people who very much love a story like that. Um so I, I can definitely see see myself being persuaded to put him in there, for sure. Um I think we need to sort of fill out some Fill out these five, and then maybe so. Okay. Yeah. So the other the other choices we've got really are uh, Ronaldo R nine, yeah. um, roles in there. Zidane, Ronaldinho, and Henri already in there. I'll I'll, I'll be the one. I if I if I if I had to make a because if we say Ronaldinho and Henri are definitely in there. If I had to mm-hmm. make a case for one player specifically, for me it'd be it'd, it'd be Zidane. Okay, I'm happy for Zidane to go in. Top five. Okay, Zidane is going in. So, Rooney, Ronaldo, Perlo, Totti. I mean, Perlo and Totti could both go in, but then that's the five. Um, Yeah, I think R9 is another one where, a bit like Zidane, he didn't necessarily have the consistency, but he had the big moments. Yeah, he as you said, won a, pretty much won a World Cup for Brazil, won a Ballon d'Or. It's a shame he was that post two thousand and four he didn't do a lot, and yeah, that's where it comes. I mean, the fact he is in the top ten, I think, is worthy enough. I think for me personally, I think he's just on the outskirts. I know it's mad. He did win a World Cup. To be fair, maybe I'm talking bollocks. No, but you could you could say. You could definitely say he was the best player of the whole 90s. So it's not like we're 
disrespecting him if we putting him out. I still think his place in, so, in so history is is clear. So like what what your argument really is here is if we don't have Ronaldo, we can have Tai and Paolo. Oh, well, how about Rooney? Need to be sacrificed. So got... I'm easy with either Perla or Rooney. Basically, you want to. Basically, is it coming down to the fact you, you'll, you'll be better if it's not a Man United player in the top five? No, not that. I, no, I, it's. it's uh, I just. I generally think he's underrated. He got. He done like when he about, peaks. When he peaks, about... 27, 28. He finished. In fact, imagine this. He he done all what I've said previously before he was twenty seven, essentially. Yeah. Um, and if he had gone on to have a long career into his late thirties, which he didn't, he effectively retired at thirty two. And I'll take the argument that Jack said earlier, but and maybe you make it even more so with, with what you're saying about how he did it all before he was sort of within ten years, basically. So maybe yeah. he really truly is Mr. Noise. So maybe, yeah, maybe he truly does sort of. Does, Ro- does Rooney go in? Maybe he does sort of need to be. If Rooney yeah, goes he, in. He does. Yeah, he signifies the Noise, I yeah. think. Okay, let's put Rooney in. All right. So it's now between Perlo, Totti, and Raul. Look, I think I, because. I put Raul a lot higher than, than you two did. So I'm not, I'm, I don't think I can convince. Okay. In there, to be honest, so we, we so, probably. It's uh, okay. So it's between Totti and Perlo. So me and Harry both put Perlo in our top fives. Yeah, but I'm almost been sold on Totti now, now though, you know. It depends what you sort of. And depends what okay. you value to a point. Yeah, like, what? Well, as a kid, I used to sign him every time on every game. As I think Jack's won us over a little bit, and I think yeah. the more we're thinking about it, Perlo's. I think if this again, if you were doing top five players of the last twenty years, I think Perlo's probably in there. Yeah. But as this is just Nazis, yeah, and he won two league titles at Roma, let's put Totti in. All right. So, the final five for the greatest players of the Nazis are Francesco Totti, Wayne Rooney, Zinedine Zidane, Thierry Henry, and Ronaldinho. Right. So. I think that's all good, apart from I think it needs to be Ronaldinho, Thierry Henry. Okay, we'll start with Jack. In, in what order would you put those five? I put Henry top. Um, I put Ronaldinho second. I'd say I would say then probably Zidane third in terms of we've kind of all got down fairly high um, and then it's it's a toss up between Rooney and Toy. okay Harry yeah as, as I said I, I, I think it should be Henri Ronaldinho Zidane Rooney Totti okay I agree so are we happy to put Toy in fifth yeah okay Totti goes in fifth. Be happy to put Rooney in fourth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, that's happy with me. Are we happy to put Zidane in third? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, me too. 
Are we happy to put Thierry Henry in second? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, so okay, right. This is this is the crucial part of the podcast. So go back to fifteen years ago, or actually longer than that. Yeah, two thousand and four, right? The invent the Invincibles. Who was the best player in the world? Forget who won the Ballon d'Or. Who was actually the best player in the world um, that year? Well. It wasn't Ronaldinho. Um, Stephen Gerrard. Um, no. And the, and the year before as well, probably. The thing is, like, this is where a bit of romance comes into it. Who was on the cover of FIFA every year from 2006 to 2014? Um, not Rooney, that that counts. Yeah, yeah, Rooney. There we are. He's number one. Um, Ronaldinho is to football what Harry Potter is to the wizarding community. <laughs> that means nothing. Harry it Potter does. Hey, hey, hey. No wizarding community. He's no ordinary wizard. Do you he... mean Graham Potter? Who <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Um, what Ronaldinho... Me and Harry discuss this many times, and I'm repeating myself on the podcast, but just for you, Jack. What he could do with a ball, no one else on this planet could do at the speed, elegance, grace. It was generally easier for him to do a flip-flop, nutmeg someone, take it down on his chest and score an overhead kick. That was easier for him to do than do what 99.99% of other players would do, which would be take down the ball, pass it to the right back. That special. Now, you could argue Thierry Henry had moments of that. He did, but Ronaldinho was consistent in doing it. Won the Ballon d'Or, two FIFA World Player of the Year awards, which Henry also didn't win. Um, you know, I suppose World Cup and uh, Euros equivalent, they're on par with. That, and that Barcelona team, I suppose you could say the Invincible team. Okay, it is tough, but you could say Pep's I... Barcelona. Henri was in Pep's Barcelona team as well in the eight and nine. Yeah, true. Um, he did get about twenty odd goals that season as well. He wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, right um, but in the same way he, how you describe Rooney setting up noughties, I think Ronaldinho does the same. So does Henri, though, really, doesn't he? Like, yeah. Uh, when yeah. when you talk about Mr. Premier League. Yeah, who, it's not, it's not, we're not talking about Mr. Premier League, we're talking Mr. Noughties. Yeah, yeah. Um, Henri yeah. was maybe one of the biggest superstars. I'll concede, best Premier League player, best Premier League player in the Noughties, but uh, there's not highlight videos of Thierry Henry. I mean, there is, but I think, I think we're, we're, what it's going to come down to is Oli. Ronaldinho is your favourite player of all time, so you're not you're not going to want to back back up down. Jack is an, an Arsenal fan, so he's not going to want to. Okay, back so down. it's one all. So and, Harry, you've got and, the side and vote. And at the risk of just saying exactly the same as I said last week, you know my, you know I've seen both of them play live. Um, I think they both won, both were amazing to see. Both said lovely things about Fratton Park and and the uh, Portsmouth fans. Only one of them came back onto the pitch in a Pompey shop and clapped for Pompey fans, and that was Thierry Henry. And for that, the man was my heart. 
Yeah, but Ronaldinho can point to Portsmouth on the map. I mean, he, he played at Fran Park and uh, he said it was one of the best uh, atmospheres he ever played in. But Henri was... He's just, he's just a true gentleman, isn't he? He's just, he just sums up football for me at that point in time anyway. He's just so the I'm greatest not... goal scorer there was at that I'm point. Not... Oh, am I going to convince you, Harry? No, you're not going to convince me. I'm am going I going to convince you, Jack? <laughs> okay, so I'm not happy about it, but Ronaldinho goes second. Henri goes first. So, the top five greatest noughties footballers of all time. Francesco Totti, Wayne Rooney, Zinedine Zidane, Ronaldinho, and Thierry Henry. Happy chaps. Actually, you know, Campbell in the top five. <laughs> no, you, 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 <laughs> killed, you killed him off early, wasn't <laughs> So, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, our top 50 greatest players of all time in the noughties and that top five as well and we can conclude that Thierry Henry is the greatest ever player in the noughties it is fact we've got Jack from FT LOL as well to confirm it and he is the king of lists and football niches so uh, thank you Jack for talking us through that as well but before we let you go we need to play deal or no deal This, I, I've tried to make it difficult for you. Uh, for new listeners, this is the uh, transfer game where it's basically true or false, deal or no deal. Uh, as we've discussed already, Jack is an Arsenal fan. So I've got some niche Arsenal players. Um, I know your football knowledge is is proper top tier. Um, so I've tried to make them a little bit difficult, I oh, guess. No. Um, so they're all Arsenal players. Were these transfers true or false? So starting off with David Bentley. Did he move f- from... Arsenal to Tottenham Hotspur for 1.58 million. True or false? Deal? No deal. False. Correct. He moves to Blackburn Rovers. Number two, Robert Pires. Did he move from Marseille to Arsenal for 8.83 million? Deal or no deal? Just the, the, the fee has to be right as well. Um... It's more the actual transfer itself, but the fee yeah, is yeah. roundabout. I'll go, I'll go true on that one. It is a deal. Gail Clichy. Did he move from Cannes to Arsenal for £338,000? Deal or no deal? Deal. Correct. Then we are got the tricky one. Eduardo de Silva. Where did he go after Arsenal? Did he move to Dynamo Zagreb for six point four eight million? No. Correct again. Four for four. He moved to Shakhtar Donetsk. Last against us, I think. I think he did. And uh, last but not least, Philippe Senderos. Did he move from Arsenal to Fulham on a free? Deal or no deal? Deal. Correct. Five for five. Fair play. And they were tricky as well. I purposely made those tricky. 
Harry, did you get any of those? I was just keeping score. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thought you were a little go as well. Um, but that, as we all know, ladies and gentlemen, is arbitrary. That doesn't mean anything. What does mean something is what's in your Ponini. We have managed to get our hands on 20-year-old sealed packet of Premier League Panini stickers. Look at them. They've got Michael Owen on the front, Jimmy Ford Asperbank, Veron, Rio Ferdinand in the Leeds kit. We get our guests to open a packet, sealed, and we rank the players inside out of 10 to go on our top gear style leaderboard. Um, at the top of the leaderboard thus far is our guest from last week, uh, the top 10 of anything podcast. We have 7.5. Uh, me and Harry opened our packet last week as well. We've got a disappointing four. Um, so, you know, it's, it's an open field, really. I mean, you can't, I, don't, I can't see you doing any worse than the four, Jack. Um, excited? Yeah, yeah. This is, I think this was my first year of sticker book collection, actually, this season. So, so uh, fun memories all around. So Harry's going to be on the uh, on the laptop. Um, so for any players we don't know, he's going to quickly research them. So uh, listen, listen carefully. Yep. Let's get the authentic authentic seal of approval. There we go. I'm going to put my face down so I can't see. We've had no shinies yet. Although we have only opened uh, two packets. Um, there we go. Face down. There we go. Indeed. Right, are you ready? Can't be any worse than us. Your first player is Leicester City's Jordan Stewart. Not a good start, if I'm honest. Okay. Now, I said you can't get any worse than us. So far, you are worse than us. Next up, these are 20 years old, is, well, okay, you've definitely done better than us. Manchester United's Andrew Cole. Oh, yeah. very good, very good. Two thousand two, um, just about to leave at this point from Man United, um, but in that classic Vodafone, typical top red shirt. Good card, good card. Next player is oh, I forgot about this guy. Completely forgot. Sean Bartlett. Yeah. Remember him? Charlton. Charlton, legend. Playing for Derby County as well, if I'm not mistaken. Three stickers left. Guy I've never heard of. Daniele Dano. D-A-I-N-O. Daniele Dano. Dano. What's his first name? Daniele. Is that Derby? Derby, yeah. I would have guessed it was Derby. I had a feeling. Daniele Daino, D-A-I-N-O. Oh, played for AC Milan from 96 to 2002, making 20 appearances. And then, yeah, lots of loans. Last one was Derby, and then basically low league Italians for the rest of his career. Only made two appearances for Derby in the Premier League, so. Okay, so you basically need, you need a massive... A massive two final cards. And it doesn't get any better, or does it? Ipswich Towns, Herman Herodison. Oh, most relegated about five times, yeah. Most relegated Premier League player of all time. 
Great. So you you need a you need a biggie for your last one. And it is, I guess. Leicester City's Dennis Wise. All right. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I don't think it's uh it's a, it's a solid mid-table pack, I think. It's middle of the it's road, yeah. Middle, very middle of the road. Quite underwhelming, if I'm honest. Let's go through the names again. Jordan Stewart, Leicester City. No one knows who that is. Andy Cole is the probably one of the highlights. Sean Bartlett. Daniele Daino. Never heard of. Herman Herriderson. And uh, Dennis Wise. Past his... Um, Peak, let's say, but um, still done well. Captain Leicester, as it articulates in the packet. Harry, what were you thinking? It's definitely better than ours. Better than us. Uh, how much better than us is the question, really, isn't it? Um, we had well, our two best stickers with David Janeau and David James. So I, I take yeah. Andy Cole and Dennis Wise over that all day long. Um, yeah. What are you thinking? Ballpark figure. Somewhere, somewhere like five and six, really. I was thinking five point four. I'll take that. You take that. Let's, let's yeah. give Five point four. It is. It's in the Put book. Hands. It's in the book. It's official. Um, hands together for Mister Jack from uh, FT Lowell. Thank you very much for coming on, sir. This is a. The conclusion. Uh, you must be pretty happy with uh, Thierry Henry becoming the greatest naughtiest player of all time. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you saw sense or gave in. It was a mixture of tiredness, and uh, I, if I knew, I couldn't convince you. Yeah, I had to, I had to, I had to concede really um, to both of you. Um, but where can people find you? Uh, Twitter and your podcast. Yeah, so if you put in. FT Lowell podcast on Twitter or if if you just put in hashtag FT Lowell on any sort of podcast platform that you listen to then yeah you'll find us on there we don't do top 50 lists normally so this is uh, this is something a bit different and, and very fun to do so yeah cheers for having us on no much appreciated it's been, it's been a good episode and it's been it's something we've uh, been meaning to do for a long time um, so yeah thanks so much for getting on can think of a better guest to have when it comes to ranking people so yeah do check out your pop, uh, the FT Lowell podcast as well it's very good to interview John Salarco um, was, was great actually I was very impressed by that and uh, yeah some of the ideas and uh, originality behind your football content is really good so definitely go and check that out uh, with us at Team of Your Lives on Twitter on YouTube and on Instagram.football. So, uh, yeah, go and check us out. Say hello. Or any topics you want us to discuss, let us know. Um, but until next time, look after yourselves, look after each other. Sayonara. Team. more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.